Welcome to Lit Poetry, the podcast where we go on a journey of discovery, reading, analyzing, and discussing great poetry from around the world. Poetry is worth it because the reading and writing of poetry is a revolutionary act that has the potential to transform both the reader and our world. Nature. Trees swaying in the breeze. The feeling of wind on your skin. The view of a sunset from the top of a mountain. The sounds of birds nesting and singing in the trees. And the fresh scent of flowers perfuming your path as you walk down a quiet country road. Such sights. Such sounds. Such feelings. Such delights. Experiences like these are often what we hunger for, to heal the broken parts inside ourselves. Yes, nature. Glorious, generous and beautiful nature. And so it is with great pleasure that I'm presenting you with a poem today on this very subject. A very famous poem indeed. May I present you with a piece of verse sometimes mistakenly referred to as the poem Daffodils but whose actual title is I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud by William Wordsworth. I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud I Wandered Lonely as a cloud that floats on high o'er vales and hills. When all at once I saw a crowd, a host of golden daffodils. Beside the lake, beneath the trees, fluttering and dancing in the breeze. Continuous as the stars that shine and twinkle on the Milky Way, they stretched in never-ending line along the margin of a bay. Ten thousand saw I at a glance, tossing their heads in sprightly dance. The waves beside them danced, but they outdid the sparkling waves in glee. A poet could not but be gay in such a jocund company. I gazed and gazed, but little thought what wealth the show to me had brought. For oft, when on my couch I lie, in vacant or in pensive mood, they flash upon that inward eye which is the bliss of solitude, and then my heart with pleasure fills and dances with the daffodils. One of the most well-known names in English poetry is William Wordsworth, who was a leading member of the Romantic poetry movement throughout his lifetime. Romantic period poetry preached consistent messages about human beings needing to develop deep ties to nature, It also put a strong emphasis on the worth of our human imaginations, our emotions and our ability to practice introspection. These philosophical underpinnings of the movement were a response against the Enlightenment values of the age that promoted reason and intellectual rationality in life. Wordsworth sums up the romantic position on poetry in the following quote. He writes, Poetry is the spontaneous overflow of powerful feelings. It takes its origin from emotions recollected in tranquility. Wordsworth, who was named Poet Laureate in 1843, was one of England's most well-known poets throughout his career, 
and his work had a deep effect on many generations of poets to follow. The poem I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud was written by Wordsworth in 1804, although the precise walk it is based on took place in 1802. At the time of writing this poem, there had been two significant historical events that may have contributed to the poem's genesis. The first of these was the French Revolution in 1789, which, despite the fact that it occurred in another country, had a meaningful influence on the intellectual and ideological outlook of early 19th century England. Wordsworth supported the French Revolution's ideas of liberty, brotherhood and equality early on because he thought these were admirable goals. Indeed, he and his close friend Samuel Coleridge were even accused of being French spies. The Industrial Revolution was the other historical event that had an impact on Wordsworth. The romantic emphasis on people somehow returning to or communing with the natural environment was partly influenced by the rapid rise of factory work, child labour, urban slums, pollution and population density during this historical period. Of course, this poem is a perfect illustration of that argument against the creeping shadow cast by the industrialization of the world. So I want to talk about one of the major themes in the poem, which deals with our humanity in the context of nature. I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud is one of the most important poems of the Romantic period. The poem examines the connection between nature and humanity, and it stresses two important ideas. First, it contends that people are an integral component of nature and share an intimate connection to it. And secondly, it implies that a strong relationship to nature and the natural world are necessary for human happiness. Of course, the title of the poem kind of suggests the idea of seclusion, especially through the use of the word lonely, and this may mislead the reader. However, this is a positive poem with a good attitude towards living. It's not about seclusion at all. The joy that is described in the poem is derived from the speaker's interactions with nature which in turn inspires the reader to recognise the beauty of nature all around them. The opening line of the poem does of course establish the concept of loneliness. However, the speaker is not actually by themselves. A host of golden daffodils are in the speaker's vicinity and the speaker is deeply affected by their exquisite dance in the wind. This arrangement fosters a feeling of interconnectedness between nature and human beings represented by the speaker and the daffodils. And even though the speaker personifies the daffodils throughout the poem, giving them human characteristics and describing them as dancing in each stanza, Wordsworth manages to toss this personification on its head in the first line by describing himself as the reverse, as a part of nature, as a cloud. Viewed at the same time, the speaker of the poem is described as an object of nature, while the natural components, the daffodils in particular, are described as though they are human. This interplay of oppositely described elements in the poem works to bind the two things together and highlight their profound connections to one another. The poem implies that this sense of connection is intuitive and occasionally only becomes clear in retrospect. 
it is obvious that the speaker was immediately moved by the beauty of the daffodils, as evidenced by the fact that the speaker gazed and gazed. But it wasn't until later, when the event flashed back in the speaker's mind, that the speaker fully understood the significance. The speaker uses the experience of the daffodils as a path to happiness in this peaceful moment. What this means is that the speaker is filled with pleasure and bliss by everything the daffodils stand for. Joy, fun, beauty, and maybe even the idea of survival. At its heart, the poem is arguing that communion with nature is something deeper and more lasting than just a fleeting joy. Without these kinds of encounters with nature, the speaker would likely return to the genuine loneliness that the title alludes to. The reader is also made aware in the final lines of the poem that the unity being examined is not just about daffodils, but rather about nature more broadly. It is implied that there are connections between the smaller, less obvious components of the natural world, humanity and the larger universe, and the poem indicates this by referring to both the stars and the glittering waves. Though these elements in nature are different to the daffodils, they are all shown to be part of nature and to be in communion with one another. To recognise this and interact with the natural world the way the speaker does, people must make an effort. In short, the poem makes the case for engaging actively in nature, a message that may be even more relevant today when one considers the dire predicament we face with global warming. The poem I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud makes a case for the close relationship between language, imagination and experience. The poem itself recalls an event in the past, a journey into nature, that draws on the imagination to bring the speaker's recollection to life on the page. In this poem, the speaker illustrates how the inward eye of the mind can give us access to pleasant memories of the past, foster delight in the present and even spread joy to others. The imagination, like nature, was a crucial component of the poetic world of the Romantics. Up until the final line, every verb in the poem is used in the past tense, indicating that the speaker was reflecting on a past experience. Therefore, the speaker is making an attempt to use his or her imagination to give the experience new meaning, in addition to simply recalling it. The speaker wants to evoke the same happy emotion by not just acknowledging the experience, but also giving it a new vitality. Working together, the speaker and reader must achieve the objective of bringing the memory of the daffodils to life. The reader is invited to use their imagination to help the speaker successfully convey their experience about the flowers on the page. As the speaker states in the final verse, the reader is then challenged to utilise their own inward eye. This dialogue between the speaker's and the reader's imaginations is largely reliant on the daffodil's consistent personification throughout the poem. The speaker claims that the daffodils exhibit human traits, although this claim is supposed to be interpreted figuratively rather than literally. For instance, the dance of the daffodils, which is mentioned in each stanza, is only the result of the wind. 
However, dancing is undoubtedly a pleasant activity at its core. The speaker sees visual parallels between the movement of the daffodils and dance, and this imaginative leap strengthens the speaker's personal connection to the experience. Additionally, the speaker infuses the flowers with human emotion. Jocund company is a case in point, with the word jocund meaning cheerful. The speaker is observing a reflection of their own mental state in the way the flowers seem, despite the fact that daffodils don't actually view the world in this way. By enhancing the experience with that imagined leap, the speaker can feel more part of nature overall. The poem then challenges the reader to follow the same path. The first stanza makes it apparent why this is being done, namely because there are times when the speaker feels disconnected from nature. The speaker is in a vacant or pensive mood with themselves at the start of the poem. Of course, the speaker's imagination saves him or her. The memory of the daffodils flashes back and even more, the speaker fancies returning to the daffodils and dancing with them. The poem then makes the case that similar imaginative actions can also benefit the reader. In the end, the speaker emphasises the connection between imagination and happiness, highlighting how it might give memories fresh life, even though they can't be fully brought back to life. So that's it for another episode of the Lit Poetry Podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this week's offering. Of course, if you would like more resources on poetry, feel free to visit our website at www.litpoetry.com. And remember to hit that like button and subscribe to our channel. Your support for our work is much appreciated. We'll finish by listening one last time to the poem. Until next week, I'll see you later. I wandered lonely as a cloud. I wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high o'er vales and hills, when all at once I saw a crowd, a host of golden daffodils, beside the lake beneath the trees, fluttering and dancing in the breeze. Continuous as the stars that shine and twinkle on the Milky Way, they stretched in never-ending line along the margin of a bay. Ten thousand saw I at a glance, tossing their heads in sprightly dance. The waves beside them danced, but they outdid the sparkling waves in glee. A poet could not but be gay in such a jocund company. I gazed and gazed, but little thought what wealth the show to me had brought. For oft, when on my couch I lie, in vacant or in pensive mood, They flash upon that inward eye, which is the bliss of solitude, and then my heart with pleasure fills and dances with the daffodils. You've been listening to the Lit Poetry Podcast, presented by James Laidler. For more podcasts, poetry videos, and other useful resources, visit our website at www.litpoetry.com. Thanks for listening.